everybody. Welcome back to Strategic Slut Podcast, the feminist-based show that aims to reclaim the word slut and discuss harder topics to become more approachable. Each week, I'll bring you a topic to break down or a guest on to have a discussion in a shame-free way so that we can all live an intentional and strategic life. Today, I have a very special guest named Leva Hadisi on the show today. She is the founder of Women in Power. She is an incredible facilitator of this group, and I'll talk a lot more about it in the episode, but... I just want to quickly mention that they do have a virtual meeting on August 17th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what you can do is just DM or email them with your email and um, they'll send you the Zoom link. They are so incredible. I You'll hear in this episode my experience with joining their discussions, but it's really a credible space for people to connect. And in this episode, we dive deep not only what Women in Power is, but then talking about kind of like finding friendships post-university, like as you get older, it's kind of harder to maintain, uh, finding like-minded people, and also dealing with like heartbreak, um, relationships ending during COVID. Leva recently had a long four-year relationship end um, and did also move across the province during COVID. So she's had a lot of change at once and it was really amazing to hear her experience and how she's dealing with all of the things that life is throwing at her. So it was a really amazing discussion. I hope you guys love this conversation. I love Leva. I'm so in love with her, her message, and what she's doing with Women in Power. So I just want to quickly shout that out. And yeah, I hope you guys join the meeting because I will definitely be there. And it's a really cool group, whatever you'll hear in this episode, but I can't say enough good things. So I will leave all the information in the show notes, of course, but just wanted to quickly add that in. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And I just want to quickly announce that this is the first week I will be starting to upload a week. So every Monday and every Friday, there will be an episode. And I hope you guys tune in on Friday. I'll talk to you then. And of course, please rate and review and comment, like, subscribe, all those things um, so that the podcast continues to grow. So thank you everyone for tuning in and enjoy this episode with Leva. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Leva Hadisi here. She is the founder and facilitator of Women in Power. Um, She identifies as she, her, and she's living in Toronto, Ontario now. So welcome Leva to the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited as well. Is this your first podcast? I think it is, right? It is my first podcast, yes. I'm so a little nervous, but... I'm happy to break your cherry. (laughs) Thank you, Um, thank you. So to start out, I kind of want you to tell the audience kind of what Women in Power is and kind of how you got started, because I've attended um, a Zoom meeting with you guys before, and it was one of the most amazing things I've kind of joined in on, and I'd love for the audience to know more about what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Women in Power was actually started around two years ago. This is when I was living in Ottawa, Ontario. Um, the discussion group was basically born out of the desire to talk. I felt like I didn't have a space that I could talk about, pardon my French, but real shit. Um, I was working in the service service industry at the time, and I felt that all my conversations were super surface level. And if you know me, I'm a very passionate person, and I'm truly care about social justice issues so I felt like I needed a space to kind of talk about that and that's kind of where Women in Power was born it actually started out of my condo and it started with just myself and two 
um, other women who just would meet on a monthly basis. And now we've kind of grown into a virtual community of about 60 other women who um, join once a month through Zoom. And basically we always just wanted to cultivate um, a brave space for women to feel safe and included and be able to connect with other women from all different walks of life. We kind of just wanted to approach any topic that we are able to, no matter how big or small they were, and give women the opportunity to discuss these things that uh, we don't often get to do on a daily basis. And a lot of times it is conversations that women are left out of, um, including like finances or politics or anything kind of like that. We've talked about deeper issues like sexual assault and as well as um, the whole BLM things that are happening right now. So yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. When I, like I attended one of the zoom calls um, and it was truly one of the greatest things I've ever been a part of because I often feel I'm very similar to you in the sense that like, I hate small talk. I want to talk about like deep, whatever it is, like, tell me your childhood trauma. Let's talk about the most controversial taboos and politics. Like that's why this podcast exists and um, being able to kind of join in on this group of women who are all kind of open-minded and willing to share not only their personal experiences, but also um, just different knowledges and backgrounds and whatever. Like it was a very cool thing. And I left feeling not only like very energized and revived, but also just like thinking a thousand other things of like, you know, just seeing someone else's perspective, you know, you're able to think differently. And that's for me, I'm always hungry to learn more. So that was such a cool thing. And now I'm, I'm trying to join every other like talk that you have because it's such a cool experience. And I think that the fact that you started it two years ago as just like three women is so insane because it just feels so large now. <laughs> like you've really grown it. Um, well, obviously like all across Ontario too, too, because it's all virtual. Right. Yeah. And I actually, so before uh COVID-19 happened we were meeting in person and we would all just meet at my place and kind of have like we called it like snacks and chats but now that we've gone virtual I think I kind of like it more because again it gives an opportunity for people that don't live in my city to be able to come there and I do think that that makes it really special before I was really nervous because I thought I could make it a little less intimate but we've actually seen a lot more growth since going virtual yeah. And then too, like if someone is running out of time or something, they're on like a time crunch, then they can just join in when they can and then leave when they have to kind of thing. And they're still able to participate at some sort of level rather than like having to book off an entire night kind of thing, which I mean, there's pros to that too. But I think that this is kind of our new reality too, which is kind of strange. But you recently moved to Toronto. How is your like kind of new chapter been with COVID-19 happening and all of that like how are you (laughs) yeah I actually moved to Toronto March 15th which was the day before uh the mayor basically announced that the city was closing down um but honestly it's funny because I moved here because I just got out of a really long-term relationship and I was staying in Ottawa for my partner and I was like oh it's time to go I'm going to a new city so it was weird because I was ready to just kind of like take on the world as like a single individual and then COVID-19 happened. But I look back at 
my time staying kind of in isolation and quarantine. And I think it did me better than it did me worse. I feel like I was given the opportunity to like really sit with my emotions and kind of like figure out what my next move was. And it also gave me an opportunity to really focus on this community of women in power. And it gave me the time to actually sit and be like, okay, this can be something. And I'm going to make it into something because before it was really just like I was flying by the seat of my pants every Saturday or every uh, one Saturday in the month. I'd have women over at my house and I would plan it super last minute because I was so busy with my other two jobs that mm. it kind of was a blessing. And I'm excited to explore the city when things open up. And I think that, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I, it takes balls to kind of like move across the province kind of thing and start a new life obviously you you're completely starting like a new chapter but I feel the same um way about COVID and the isolation obviously like it sucked like no one chose this but it was this weird time to be able to reflect like I was I just finished university and I was um moving home to my parents house well I was hoping to move to Vancouver but I hadn't been able to go because of COVID. So whatever. So then um, I like started a new chapter as well. And just like being able to kind of just reflect and sit with how I feel about things and what I want and what's important to me. Like it was kind of beneficial, more beneficial than it was. Like, I think we really all learned how to like sit with uncertainty and I know that none of us chose this. A lot of people are going through hard times, but it's also like, one of those things that are creating um, kind of working that resilience muscle of us just being humans and dealing with adversity, I think. Right. Because I, I know I've talked to so many of my friends and they're like, we never imagined in our lifetime we would ever experience things like this. Like you just go about your day-to-day life and you're doing things and whatever. And then all of a sudden, like something's like, like life had come to a halt and it was just crazy because like I never thought that would happen I thought those things happened like years ago and it happened to my parents and my great grandparents like never did I think it would happen to me yeah no I feel that too like if you had told me in January that we were in literally like two and a half months later going to be locked down globally like I would have never believed you like I think we all started this year as like it's 2020 like 2020 vision kind of these like funny thoughts of like this is going to be the best year of our lives and I can't say it's the best year of my life but I also think it's the most like um I don't even know how to describe it like reframing like it's kind of a one that's made me grow the most and really consider like what's important like I don't think I would have ever been grateful for little things that I am now and I think that that's like huge to kind of learn at a young age and be able to like carry on with life but I just think of like telling my like future like children or something about this time it's just like I I still can't believe it's happening (laughs) I know it's it's really shocking but you're right I keep saying this to my friends like I think the world and even as individuals it's just such a pivotal moment for everybody and there's just so much going on that there's no chance that we're going to go back to life as we know it. Like things are just going to be always changing and we're going to have to be able to adapt. And this was like such an opportunity for that to happen, basically. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. You mentioned like Black Lives Matter. And I think the fact that 
a lot of us were able to like dive deep into reading and learning and like really take a glance of what's going on in the world, um, specifically in the U.S. and looking at our own backyard in Canada as well. Um, I think a lot of us looked at more of like a North American approach, but just the fact that we were like a lot of us weren't working and kind of had this free time to take the time to really do the work and like potentially attend protests and sign petitions where I don't know that like everyone, if they're working their nine to five jobs and maybe working like a side hustle at night as well and all these things like that they could take that time. And it's one of those things that I, I, I really wonder what our like world's going to look like in a year from now, because I think a lot of us were able to wake up at, to so many different things and, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've noticed that, but I feel like the conversations um, just with like day-to-day people, like I'm starting to integrate talking about like Black Lives Matter and right. more social justice issues that I would typically stray away from who, from people who maybe I didn't go to school with just because sometimes it's like intense and a lot of people don't want to talk about that. But I think people are more willing to now because they've had a chance to kind of do some reading. They can feel slightly more knowledgeable and not just like shut down because they don't know much have you found that absolutely and that's just it I feel like we were never given that opportunity to create this space to talk about these conversations even though we all knew that we needed to and they were important everyone kind of like went about their daily lives but now we were almost kind of forced to talk about it because it's just so prominent and so relevant that if you're not doing it, you're actually the exception to the rule. I think more people are mm-hmm. learning about it now than not. And it it is true. Like a lot of times people don't like to talk about these issues, including myself, because we don't want to come off as like dumb or ignorant or uneducated. And so we stray away from these really important conversations. But now that we have access to so much information, whether it's through just Instagram or all these books and all of these things it's like we don't really have a choice and it's funny because I'm reading the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander and this book came out 10 years ago but only now has it like been so relevant and people are like oh we want to read it including myself like I didn't know this book was such a like educational piece 10 years ago is it had to take now and all the BLM things too like abrupt for me to be like I'm gonna buy this book and I'm gonna read it because I want to be educated on it yeah and like both you and I I think I've always kind of cared about these like social justice issues but then to realize that like we don't know everything I think that was kind of a hard pill to swallow like I thought I was always doing this kind of work because my entire last four years of university have been filled by it like between my double majors of media and women's studies a lot of it talked about like injustices specifically with race because even in the media like it was very much about representation and even just things within technology and biases like there was this some sort of like camera that's facial recognition and then it didn't recognize a black man because the creators of it was they were white they never considered anything else and things like that, that I was kind of doing work during school, but then to kind of realize like the 13th documentary, for example, I kind of knew everything separately, 
but then to piece it all together in this like very powerful documentary within an hour and 15 minutes it was just the puzzles pieces were all like put together I was completely blown away and it was just like we have so much more learning to do like I didn't realize I I had to really accept my own discomfort and the fact that like I'm not doing enough and that was a really good wake-up call and I like kind of you know, I, I felt guilty of as a lot of like white women do. And then I realized that my guilt doesn't mean shit. Like, it's not about me. <laughs> it's about what I'm going to do with it. And right. things like that, like, I just think it's really cool that we're able to talk a little bit more openly about things that make us so uncomfortable. It's really starting to um, change the conversation. I also think with like cancel culture, I think is we're having like a different narrative around it because people are finally realizing that like just canceling, you know, a large celebrity or influencer, someone with a big following, if they, whatever they fucked up with, if they are like willing to learn and make mistakes and come back around to do make it right. Like, I don't know that it's right to just shut them completely off. I think considering who we follow is important, but I think we're like also starting to give more people grace to learn and to make mistakes because how do you like you're going to make mistakes either way whatever we're discussing like whatever topic it is or whatever problem we're really discussing like there's something there that we can always learn more and I think we're just giving each other more grace to like not only discuss but then also fuck up. Absolutely yeah it's funny because we actually just talked about cancel culture in the last chat which just happened on Monday and it was a chat about uh, anti-racism and allyship and we touched on cancel culture and where it's just like there's so many blurred lines with it like of course I do think that sometimes people don't deserve that second chance because they know what they were doing and one of the examples we brought up was um, Jessica Mulroney and Sasha Exeter Mm. Jessica Mulroney weaponized her whiteness against Sasha Exeter, a black woman, and tried to ruin her career. In that moment, she knew what she was doing. It was like the whole Amy Cooper thing. But I think there comes a point where sometimes we know, like, some people just, society has ingrained so much into our heads and has basically programmed us to think a certain way that sometimes people say something or do something that's not really thought out and is not looked through at a critical lens. And I think that's an opportunity for growth, like a celebrity saying something ignorant, like, yeah, that wasn't okay, but how are they going to learn from that situation and what are they going to do better next time? Is it going to be authentic? Is it going to be performative? Like, I think it's just such a situational base and a very gray area when it comes to cancel oh, yes. culture. And we talked about this and I, this is something that I think about all the time because I'm like, I, it's happened so much and I'm like do they deserve to be canceled or do they not deserve to be canceled do we give them the opportunity to be like this is what I did wrong and this is what I'm gonna do to fix it it's a very interesting topic and I think that you're right in saying we are giving people a little bit more grace like even myself like I have a diploma I have a degree and I have a certificate like I'm pretty educated when it comes to like post-secondary and I'm very privileged to have done that but there are still things that I learned throughout this past two months of BLM that I was doing that was problematic and I was like oh like if someone like you know and I consider myself educated I consider myself like knowledgeable in social justice issues but I was still doing things that are problematic and it gave me an opportunity to 
like better myself and realize that I was also part of the problem. And again, like people keep saying, it's not enough to like not be racist. Like you kind of have to be anti-racist. So it's just, it's just crazy. The world is in such a crazy spot. I feel like. Yeah. It's really just like, I still, I can't wrap my head around a lot of it because it's just really changing how we think and converse and for a lot of it for the better. But I agree with you with like cancel culture. It is situational. I want to like make that very clear to anyone listening. Like I, I think that um, it's definitely situational, but there's also like, it, de- it depends on what that person had done, but there's like this difference between that cancel culture and like accountability and also like not, there's like that productive accountability where like, you know, never talk to these or like, don't follow these people because they're racist. But then some of them don't even know why they're racist. And like, that's not an excuse in any way. But that means like, someone's got to point them in the right direction. And it's got to be white people. And I think that's what like, is really kind of changing is like, oh, this is our responsibility to hold our people accountable. Because it's not black people's job to fix racial injustice against and like, you know, police brutality and whatever. And absolutely. It's just, yeah, it's it's really been an interesting thing. But moving kind of on, I want to know kind of how you're doing single. Like, how are you dating? Are you taking time for yourself? Are you, like, in a weird space? Like, how has that been? Um, I actually – so I was with my partner for four years, and I was like, this is the person I'm going to marry, like – I love him. I love everything about him. He is everything I need. And it's funny because like, I always knew there were a lot of red flags in that relationship, but I was just so blinded by love that like none of it mattered. And we didn't even break up because we wanted to. We broke up because we knew we had to, because there was, we just were not growing together. And the reason we did break up is because his mom was very, and um, like I, I I'm like abusive towards me and it gave me like breaking up with him and leaving that relationship really gave me the opportunity to like see the blatant like abuse that happened in that relationship and I felt like my life was gonna be over like I was like I don't know how I'm gonna get over this person like he's the first person that I truly really loved and he's the person that I thought I was gonna spend the rest of my life with and I was like oh my god my life has like hit rock bottom and it's funny the way I bounced back and how quickly I bounced back was just I surprised myself I feel like I'm in a place of like I'm just growing and I'm growing as an individual and obviously it's been COVID-19 it's been hard to date but like I've been on dating apps like Hinge and I've like had success I've met some really great people and I'm kind of just like taking it as the route of being like just open and like putting myself out there whether it's like I'm asking you to hang out with me or whether it's like I'm opening myself up to you being like hey I like you well and I'm just challenging myself to just step outside of my comfort zone because after four years like all I've ever known was that relationship and I started dating him when I was 22 and I'm 27 now so it's like it was pretty prime growth years I feel um and yeah, like I'm doing really well. And I keep a, my one girlfriend, I was telling her, I was like, oh yeah, like we broke up, blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, it feels like my life's over. And she looked at me and she's 30. She's like, I'm telling you right now, your life has only just begun. And it's crazy because as every day goes by, I'm like, whoa, she was so right. Because I feel like I'm just <laughs> meeting so many cool people. And I wouldn't have had the opportunity if I had been in a, in a relationship. And you don't realize how much time you give somebody and how much of yourself you give somebody in a relationship until you're on the opposing side of it. And like, don't get me wrong. I love relationships. I love partnerships. Like I'm a very... I'm a freaking Leo. Like I'm the most generous <laughs> human being ever. Like that's where I like to like, I love partnerships, but being on the other side, it just made me learn a lot about myself and like my goals. And yeah, it's been honestly really good. I that's amazing. With, like old friendships and stuff. So I can't complain. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's so good to hear because like you are a few years older than me. We're both Leo. So it's kind of funny, but I like wanted to kind of know just like how you're doing because I think, like, I get kind of easily jaded, and, like, I also, some people after breakups, like, deal with things differently. Like, some people literally are, like, I'm never going on the apps. I'm not dating. Like, you know, and I, I think it's kind of, you got to do what works for you, and it's nice to hear different perspectives, and, like, I think that's a really good message, too, of, like, you, you're going to bounce back a little quicker than you think. Like, you almost right. have to, you know, you probably didn't believe your friend in that moment, but then a few months later, you're, like, okay, she was right. And I think that's a really good thing to kind of remember because in the moment you may not feel that way, but then, you know, a little bit of time passes and you're like, boom, like I, I might actually be okay. Like I might see this light at the end of the tunnel, even though it really sucks to break up. And like, you've obviously had a really long-term relationship. I've never had a long-term relationship, so I can't really, I, I can't understand, but I definitely like there. I sympathize in the sense that like that would be a crazy switch in the sense of like you are giving so much time like you said and then suddenly it's all time for you and that could Literally. be a really cool feeling yeah and like don't get me wrong obviously I mean I am generally a very emotional person like I and I'm completely like okay with that and I definitely, like I said, dealt with it much better than I thought. Like I still have my days where I'm like, oh, I miss my best friend. And that's the worst part of it is like, I'm that person I spent with so much time with is like, was my best friend. And that's probably the shittiest part of it. But like you said, like you are able to take back your power and all that time and like invest it in yourself and invest in like what you really want to do. And you don't need to tell someone or like, Hey, I'm like, I'm thinking of doing this. Like it's all on your accord and it's all on your time. And obviously your relationship, like you don't need to tell, like, you don't need to pass everything by them, but you still need to consider their feelings when you're making decisions, whether it's I'm moving across the country or, Hey, I'm going to go do this. It's like, now you don't even do that. It's like you yourself and I, and like, or you, whatever, me, myself and I, and that's all it is. And it's been kind of like liberating to be like, you know what? Like, yeah, life goes on and life's going to be better, but yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Now, I want to ask you, because I very much, like, feel very related to you. Um, do you find, like, with, like, women in power and kind of the things that, like, we both kind of hate that small talk, like, we want to talk about the deep and, like, dirty and taboo, do you find that that's kind of hard when kind of dating and, like, talking to men because I don't know for me it's like I've you know attracted men that 
are attracted to like strong, ambitious women. But then once they like kind of, you know, it's it's been a few dates, maybe or a few weeks, few months, suddenly they're like, they're mad that you are so opinionated or um, think critically like, and then, or your time is valuable for fuck's sakes. <laughs> like I've found a lot of, and I know it's like insecure men, but I, it's given me this like thing of like, I don't even want to deal with any of you now then because I'm like, where are the like cool people? Have you ever had that like feeling or are you experiencing it? Or am I, maybe I'm just going for like the wrong man, honestly. <laughs> I can't say that I have personally experienced it. I understand like it's happened to some of my friends and I think that it honestly is just like dependent on the man. And it's funny because like, on Hinge right now, so many guys' um, profiles are, like, a social cause I care about as, like, BLM or whatever, like, people, and I think that Hinge is a little bit differently because, like, it's very intimate and you have to express more of yourself versus Tinder, just very much like, hey, like, one night stand kind of stuff, but I haven't experienced that, but I understand it, and I think, like, the reason is, immediately when I meet someone like I set the precedent that like this is me this is who I am like I'm a strong person and this is what I do on my day-to-day life and like if you can't fuck with that then like you're clearly talking to the wrong person like (laughs) I love that even just like it's and it's weird because I did think that a lot of men would be weirded out or like not super into women in power when they find out I like run a women's group it'd be like weird and I have had men do that but the majority of them are actually super interested in it and they're like wow that's really cool like good for you and I think like yeah it's just solely depend on the man and their maturity level but I do understand where you're coming from um I also just like try not because I try not to like there has been like the stuff that happened and I'm like wow like men are just so shocking and (laughs) it's just like the same things over and over again but I try really hard to like one give them benefit of the doubt and two like not to stay jaded because I know that there's good people out there I know that there's someone that like is gonna have the same values and care about the same stuff as me and like I don't know if like you said you're younger than me right yeah I'm like I definitely think And where'd you go to school? Western? Western, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like that just, like, breeds a certain type of person. And, like, I went to <laughs> San- I went to Santa, and I was in a sorority at Western. So, like, I fully understand. And, like, people just, like, take some time to, like, grow up and stuff. But I've seen my girlfriends be, like, tossed around when it comes to, like, time. And I'm, like, I will, like, no. My time is valuable. And even if it's, like, an hour, it's, like, don't make me wait. If you're going to make plans show up or just let me know kind of stuff, yeah so. oh I'm big on that I had an interesting experience a few weeks ago and that it like highlighted to me how maybe I don't put my like foot down enough like kind of from the get-go about those things and I didn't realize that like I almost kind of come across as like really that kind of like cool girl like really chill and down to earth but then in like reality I'm like do not be five minutes late (laughs) so I think I just need to be more upfront with that but it's refreshing to know that like maybe I'm just uh yeah I need to like 
get outside of well I was also dating more in London too like that was literally like the the western men and like Fanshawe whatever there's just a certain vibe that I feel like exists no shade to anyone in London but there it's a thing so yeah I think that's probably what it is but I I also sorry go ahead I was and like I'm from London Ontario I was born and raised there for 21 years and it's like it is a it's not a big city but it's not a small city but I would be confident saying that it is a smaller city in the sense that like there's not much room for like growth and like people are yeah. very like stuck in their own ways like it is predominantly like a white conservative city so yeah. I feel like that like plays into a factor like just being in Toronto it's like so multicultural and there's people from like all over the world and I find that like of course there's gonna always be those people but I do think the city in itself is more eclectic and more open-minded to different individuals I agree yeah I find like because like London was fun for university. Like, the time being there was a really fun time, but I couldn't have seen myself living there post-university. And it was kind of just one of those things that if you did, like, you know, if you, it was very, like, segregated. Like, there were, like, white neighborhoods, and then you had, like, other neighborhoods that were just very separated. Even the bars you go to were very separated. Like, it was just weird to me in that way where, like, I just want to like meet new people. I kind of hated seeing like the same people everywhere you kind of go. Um, So it's kind of limited in that way. And that's probably what it was. But like, I also, I find at least with like strategic slide, like the the name of it is like uh, some, for some men it's intriguing and other men it's like terrifying. They think I'm going to like shit all over them on a podcast. (laughs) Um, And it's kind of like a funny thing in the sense that like, They've never listened to it or anything, and or they just assume that I'm quote unquote slutty, which kind of defeats the entire purpose of reclaiming the word and the fact that it, uh, you know, doesn't have much meaning there. Like it's kind of just this funny thing that I've never been able to put my finger on, but like also with more women kind of, um, like openly saying that they are like uh, they identify as a feminist and they like they're a lot of their purpose is to like empower other women and talk about social justice issues. Um, I think a lot of like conservative, like community, you know, men that have grown up in that area, like they are kind of intimidated by it. And I guess that's probably what it, what it is. That that makes more sense. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I need to expand in my city on hinge. (laughs) Yeah. Move your location to Toronto. Yeah. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. So what's next for women in power? Like, are you kind of just spending more time on connecting with women on different issues? Um, so we're actually in the process of seeing what we can do with it with it before. It's still definitely like a passion project, but I definitely want it to become something bigger and I want to continue to keep it accessible. Um, what we're looking to right now is obviously ramping up our like... Um, engagement on social media so my best friend Tyra runs our Instagram page and she does an amazing job in keeping it kind of like within theme and making sure there's good contact out there content uh, we're in the process of making like a square space website as like a landing page and hopefully having mm-hmm. like a subscription box for like newsletters and just information and I am in the process of looking for 
like federal grants and like maybe maybe like an angel investor to kind of get this going in like a nonprofit and making sure or trying to have people have more access to a platform like this because I do think that it definitely is needed and there's not much of this out there and I think that like something I've been trying to like really believe is that more people want a space like this now and especially like we are currently living in a world that just seems so like interconnected and people are feeling lost and people are craving a sense of community and that's exactly what we want to do is like create that safe space uh to have these challenging conversations and and be aware that times are changing and like we want to continue to kind of stay within our values which are and principles of like intersectional feminism anti-racism and anti-oppression and like we believe that there is a lot of benefit in engaging in these vulnerable conversations for everybody and I know a lot of people have expressed interest and I and I know a lot of people are afraid to come because again they don't want to say the wrong thing but what I'm trying to like show people is like you can come and just listen and if you leave with two pieces or one piece of valuable information like I've done my job and I feel like that's all it really needs so I definitely am in the process of hopefully making it something bigger than just peeping having women over in my apartment and talking because (laughs) I think that like this could be a catalyst for like change and making sure that people have access to like groups like this and essentially it can be like a it could be a support group like everyone is gonna come in wanting something different and everyone's gonna leave with something different because like sometimes we've had conversations where it's purely just been like about one person and it's honestly been like a little therapy session for that one person and obviously everyone else can talk but it's been great because like you don't get to do that every single day yeah I love that like when I joined like I came back like I left that meeting not only feeling so amazing but also like I went and stalked everyone who was in the meeting and like became Instagram friends with everyone and like their content and they're just like daily lives even though if we're into different things like they have very similar mindsets and very like you know just kind of it felt more connected to people that like I've always kind of wanted that like-mindedness that sometimes is hard to find I feel like as you get older it's so hard to make friends um especially like in a pandemic where you're kind of having to rely on virtual um connection and I don't know like I've never tried bubble bff but I feel like it's like kind of through Instagram friends and like different little networks that um to just be able to like talk to other women like I think it's so weird as I'm like leaving university and like moving cities and stuff like that that I'm like looking around it's just like I don't know a lot of people like it's kind of like a weird you know I have over 5,000 followers on Instagram but I don't feel connected to them like (laughs) it's just weird and that's just like I want to give women a place to connect with other people like and everyone has definitely like we're very like-minded individuals but we all have like like, for example, I'm 27, and then we have another woman that's involved in the community who's 30 and has a child. Then we have another yeah. woman who's 28 and who's a lawyer. And then last conversation, we had someone on that was, like, 35. Like, we, it's just such an open floor and an open dynamic that I feel like it can create that connection. Like, for example, like, 
if I ever need a lawyer, I know I have that <laughs> woman that I met in Woman in Tower, and I just connect people to other people that you wouldn't necessarily have met before. And I think that's like what the beauty of it being virtually is, is like, like you said, like you met a random, I don't know, like 15 other women that you probably would have never met before. And if you, I don't know, become a single mom, now you know you have like that woman that was in our group that you can go to for advice. And just like, I don't know, I feel like now it's really a big opportunity to create friendships online especially like you said like we're in a pandemic but it is really cool like I find myself like rooting for these women that I've literally talked to for like an hour that one night and I like see their posts and see their stories and I'm like genuinely feel like I'm rooting for them even though I really don't know them that well but I feel connected to them through the conversations that we had like it's kind of a really cool space and the more that I think about it I'm like I actually like watch these women like all day every day for like whatever they post like I keep up with them it's like I actually don't really know them but I'm like into what they're doing you know even though they're like you know they're probably older than me like one has a kid like all these things I love seeing what they're doing on their walks of life and just like it's just a really cool community I feel like everyone should I'll leave everything in the show notes for everyone to go take a look at how you can join and um, everything like that, but that's pretty incredible. Yeah, like that's exactly kind of like what my vision, what you just said is like how I envision things to be for not everyone. Like everyone, like I said, is going to take something different out of it, but that's like what my hope is for the platform. And so we'll see. I think we're in a space to really grow and um. I'm excited to see what happens and I'm always looking for others to like join the community and things like that. So I'm really trying to encourage people to just like take that first step to join and Mm -hmm. hearing your side of it and hearing someone that has that only like you've only been to one chat and you've already had like such a great experience. It's like, okay, like what's next? You know, you're going to come to an excellent and what's next. And I think it's just like, there's just a lot of space for it to grow and I'm looking forward to see what happens but yeah and I genuinely get sad when I can't join like just like schedule constraints I'm like I'm like sad that I'm missing out which is so like kind of funny because it's like I really don't know like this community very well but I like feel like I'm like missing out on a girl's night you know like I feel like I'm getting like FOMO (laughs) and it's just kind of that funny thing now I actually wanted to talk about it because people probably don't know like how you facilitate these discussions because I thought that was actually really cool um so for everyone listening I attended the one on zoom because you had to take it virtual during COVID um and you facilitate it not really like it's not you that raises all the discussion you kind of come prepared with a few things you'd like to talk about but then you kind of allow the group to kind of move forward but no one's ever talking over one another like it's a really cool space for everyone to be heard Right. Um. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't even like really know the answer to that because I think just what I remember every single time I go into that conversation is one, this isn't about me, and two, I really push for organic conversation. Like only in the past two times we had predetermined topics, which was anti-racism and allyship, and prior to that, in the past two years, we've never had a predetermined topic I always like you said come prepared with one but essentially I always open up the floor and just like kind of disclaim have a little disclaimer that it's a safe space like please be welcoming judgment-free zone yada 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 
And then I kind of just like open up the floor and say, who has a question? And a lot of times, like, again, like women come with a question that has happened in their life and they kind of want advice and the conversation just like flourishes from there. And I don't even think I do anything to make sure women don't talk over one another. And we've never had that issue, even in person. I just feel like because everyone is there to talk, everyone respects one another to kind of just Mm -hmm. sit and listen. And it is giving everyone the opportunity to practice listening skills. So I feel like everyone needs to practice that. Um, And I just like, I'm, I kind of just like sit there and listen. And obviously I say what I need to say, but I really just make it about the women that are there and just remember like that's kind of why I'm here and this is why I'm doing it and it just goes from there it almost just happens naturally um and like zoom does have some features like raise your hand and muting and stuff that we've kind of utilized a little bit but I just have I just feel like it just happens if that makes sense no it's it's true like I when people ask me too like how do I prepare like episodes how do I get guests like kind of those questions it's like I kind of just well for podcasts is different like that's why I'm kind of really intrigued by what you do too because I do run this show it is like kind of like my show and a lot of it is surrounded by like my content what I want to talk about which has its limits so it's kind of um a cool way for me to like kind of like look at like talk to other women who are thinking similar things that I am but then also like I like to just know who the person I'm talking to is obviously I like cherry pick who I want on the podcast but then I just go with it like we didn't have a plan to discuss anything today it was just like let's just talk and like have that organic conversation whatever comes up comes up and sometimes I'm really surprised by like what I like where what direction it takes me and that's what's really cool about it so for anyone who's listening and you want to know what to expect if you join a discussion with women in power like it's really that like it's really cool organic um and just like flows so effortlessly it's kind of crazy that you really don't plan it to do that but it's really well organized from like a joiner's perspective which is kind of funny because you kind of just allow it to develop organically (laughs) right yeah and like it's funny because when you messaged me I was like oh god what what am I going to say? Then I was like, okay, I'm just going to treat it as a conversation that I would, like I, if I was in a conversation with a woman in power discussion group, and that's just how I'm going to take it. And I think, again, like that's what's beautiful about it is there's no rigidness and there's nothing to be determined that I could just go anywhere. Like even look at our conversation, like we went from one thing to another. And I think that's just really great because we're not sitting here and it's, doesn't become forced it's like okay I'm forcing myself to talk about x y and z and kind of like be bored with the topic it allows for people to just say what they need to say and I think that's what keeps people interested yeah I get bored if I have an outline like literally propel me off a cliff I can't do it I don't want to do it like it's something about this like thing of someone telling me I have to do something that makes me absolutely not want to do it. It's probably part of the Zodiac sign, part of the pro- pro- like thing that I'm a control freak. But it's one of those things that I'm just like, I could be interested in the subject, but if someone's telling me to talk about it, I almost don't want to. <laughs> it's so like weird. So like when having that like just organic discussion, like it's cool of where you can kind of open up, but also like 
how much, you know, complete strangers can, like, kind of bury your souls, like, with one another of, like, your deepest fears and, like, things that are really on your mind and whatever. And it's just, like, really fucking cool because I think, too, what I found, like, you know, being in women's studies, studying, I've always worked kind of in female spaces. Like, I've always worked in, like, the makeup industry and stuff like that. Um, There's been really, like, interesting kind of ways of looking at how women connect and kind of interact with one another. But right. sometimes there are like, it just because we're all women, sometimes it doesn't feel connected. Like sometimes those spaces feel um, maybe just not like fitting you, you know? And I think for me, I'm like kind of in that multifaceted realm where I'm like really into a lot of things. I have my hands dipped in so many buckets that sometimes it's hard for me to just find like a group of girlfriends that I just kind of like have for a long time because they're, I I'm one of those people that kind of like, I have friends over here and over there and kind of all around because we connect differently on different things, you know? And it's just like, as we get older, it's harder to make friends. At least it has been for me. And, um, having those communities, I think is so crucial. And so I want to know kind of like, how you would define like empowerment or like empowering other women, how you would kind of categorize that? Um, that's a really good question. And we actually just kind of did a post about that the other, the other week because I was interested and I was like, what, what makes me feel empowered and what makes other people feel empowered? And I forget what I was reading and they were talking about this too. And it like really kind of, I was just like, Hmm. I wonder. Anyways, so basically the dictionary kind of like defines it as an official authority or legal power to someone or something. And I was like, okay, that doesn't really align with me. And obviously the dictionary is just a dictionary. And so I kind of like sat there and was like Googling, seeing what empowerment meant to other people. And basically with what I come up came up with, and I'm reading this off my Instagram just so I can like tell you what my thoughts were. It was basically Empowerment to me is like continual and involving. It is a subjective process that stems from self-respect. And through that, we're able to empower ourselves and empower other people. And I think that it's not a word that has a definite answer to or a definite like definition. I think it's just ever-changing and evolving and just depending on like what's going on around you and I obviously do believe that you like how the dictionary defines it is kind of like giving power to someone or something but I think it's more there's more to that than just that that kind of makes sense I love that no and I think it kind of points to something really specific of like almost empowering yourself to kind of do the things you need to do to take care of yourself so that you can empower others. I think that's really key because our, just our like psychology and our socialization process of, I think being women, I think we're so used to being pinned against one another in the sense of like who wore it better or um, like kind of this competition that we never asked to be in. And we almost have to like know kind of what makes us feel good so that you're not feeling insecure. Like you can kind of um, be able to lift up others. And this is goes beyond women, whatever you identify as, but um, just being able to like know, be okay in yourself so that you can be like compliment another person without feeling almost inferior. You know, I think that's what sometimes 
I think sometimes people struggle with. And I mean, for me, like I know that I have to do certain things so that I can be there for others. Like if I'm not there for myself, I can't take on a lot. And it's, it's not like emotional labor, really. It's more of just like, if you're in a shitty negative headspace, sometimes you're not thinking like, let's make someone else's day better. But in return, it actually, not only did you just lift someone else up, but then you, you know, maybe connect with someone or you just get to see someone smile. And that's really cool. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like, I feel like if you're like, you need to, you need to, there's always that quote that's like you need to fix what's inside of you before you kind of like do these whatever I don't know what I'm trying to say but it is true and I think that um there needs to be more conversations about it and I don't know like sorry if you follow like Blair Imani she's like a really great um advocate for like women and she's a great educator and she was just talking about this on her Instagram if anyone wants to like check it out and she's talking about like the idea that women don't support women is a lie brought to you by the patriarchy and that's kind of true because like of course there's the times where we brought each other down but just through women in power like particularly I see that there is more women out there that want to bring each other up and empower one another than there than I was led to believe growing up like yes. we are raised to believe that like everything is kind of like a competition and et cetera, et cetera. But there's just something really special about like utilizing your energy and like putting that into other people and like empowering one another. Yes, I absolutely love that. And it really breeds like only good things, you know, like if you feel like you're, you know, it feels good to lift other people up selfishly, but then also like it opens the room and the energy for people to gravitate towards you and, you know, be either become friends or connect or discuss and whatever. And it's just a cool space. I think we definitely need more of that. And I'm so excited to continue to see what you guys do next with Women Power because it's clearly growing quickly. And I think that it's, not only like needed like it was needed two years ago but it's I think even more so like you said earlier needed today because we're all craving I think a lot more of a deeper human connection and like to kind of feel seen and heard through people that are like-minded yeah absolutely yeah for sure Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. If you would like to pimp yourself out where they can find you and find Women in Power and any other kind of resources you want people to go stalk you on. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now our current most like used platform is Instagram. So it is women.empower. Um, women has an X where the E usually is. And that's probably where I would suggest everyone follows us if they have any questions and our DMs are always open and I'm always willing to chat. If you want to look on our personal page, it's just Leva Hadisi. I'm literally the easiest person to find because I don't think the world has another Leva Hadisi in it. Um, but yeah, I think those are our two most prominent socials. And if you follow us on Instagram, you'll be able to keep up with what's next. And hopefully you can join one of our chats and we can get to know each other better. (laughs) Amazing. I love that. Okay. Let's leave the audience with like one way that they could empower themselves or another woman today after listening to this. Oh my God. Wow. Hmm. 
putting you on the spot. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, I actually was talking to my sister the other day, and we were talking about this like huge movement of like doing things for yourself and like being selfish. And while I think that's great, I think we need to remember to do things for ourselves, but not at the expense of other people. Mm. Make sure while you're considering yourself, you're also considering other people's feelings. And at the end of the day, we're all humans and we all deserve respect and just literally lead life and all your energy with as much kindness and respect to one another because at the end of the day we're all literally just human beings yes i love that that goes down to the whole message of intentional living like really being conscious of how you are going throughout the world and affecting others around you i love that absolutely yeah Thank you so much for being here, everyone. Go find Leva and Women in Power on Instagram. Of course, you can find me at the Not So Average Betch for my personal Instagram. And then the Strategic Slut Instagram is just at Strategic Slut. There is a website coming soon. I will hopefully leave details in the show notes by then. Not too sure how <laughs> me building websites is very interesting, but. <laughs> I will keep you all updated and I hope you guys have a great week. Always remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to others and wash your fucking hands. Have a great week guys. Take care. Bye Leva. Bye. Thank you so much.